Grog. Hey everyone, welcome to the Cider Shed Podcast. I'm Matthew Weir, joined by Kerry Warbis. Kerry, how you doing? I'm great, thank you. Just glugging back some powdered coffee. <laughs> Did I catch you there? Blend past tips. Inhaling some Nescafe, a little mm. sachet that you stole from a travel lodge. Yeah, but is powdered coffee different to instant coffee? Well, it's granulated and powdered. They're different, aren't they? Yeah, I don't really. I mean, my daughter drinks granulated Nescafe, but what? That's freeze dried, isn't it? That's meant to have some improvement on it. I don't know, actually. It's powdered. Well, Nescafe is powdered, actually, isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> I've, got, I've got some utter minging, like coffee sachets that I just, if I stay in a, in a hotel that I think is slightly overpriced, I just, do you ever do this where you just like do a clean sweep, put your like forearm against the side of the table and just everything goes in the bag and you're out of there? <laughs> the little sort of biscuit basket type thing with all the treats in and all the toiletries and the slippers. Yeah, I mean, the the slippers, the furry slippers, yeah. No, I don't. I stayed in a lovely hotel in Latvia. Oh, that was entrapment. <laughs> yes, you're a criminal and I'm now reporting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I didn't take any slippers or toiletries. I think others in our party did. I've seen the slippers knocking about on other folk. Yeah, all right. Well, I'll tell you what, let's take a little break early mm-hmm. on and then we'll come back and have a chat about that freeze-dried coffee disaster. The Cider Shed presents The Ambridge Rage Room, helping you alleviate all of your archer's peeves. Why has no one died on the treacherous, wanky steps? <laughs> Where are the sodding gills? Tom and his piece of shit baking. Where does all the money come from, for fuck's sake? Adam! I say we take off and nuke the entire site from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. What was Sanders' role in the nativity? Forgetful angel. Oh, was he a forgetful angel? He was an angel of some sorts. He, when run, when running, thinks he's flying. Yeah, but there was that thing earlier in the week where he apparently, t- I think Ian was talking to Alice in the playground, mm. and he said he told us that he's got it into his head that this angel has to be really chaotic and forgets things all the time. And Alice was like, wait a minute, 
Isn't that the actual part? Don't you remember Phoebe played that part? And the whole idea is that the angel is forgetful and keeps leading them off into the oh, wrong yeah. part of the desert, which could be fatal, really. I mean, if you get lost in the desert, there's no frankincense in myrrh coming for that baby Jesus. <laughs> They'll find the wise men's skeletons like years later. Yeah, he wasn't very relaxed, Ian, was he this week? No, he's suffering from a lot of hang ups. And I wonder where mm. they're going with this. He he never seems to be fully settled. Did you notice tonight at one point he said, this is the happiest I think I could ever be? What's in the powdered coffee was my first thought. <laughs> well, speaking of powder, someone who I retweeted, Ian Kerno 27 put a word of, a word of advice to Ian, maybe one or two less lines of best Colombian marching powder before your son's nativity play next year. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Adam had a killer line tonight, by the way, when he just, it was real, like coked up paranoia, wasn't he? The, the, the person in the puffer jacket, they're looking at us. I'm going over there. I'm going to talk to them when he came back. You know, they're bigots. We can't come here as gay men. And, and Ian Adam's just like, uh, what's going on here? Yeah. And he goes over and then he comes back and he goes, you know, they were great. John and Claire, Amy and Marcus and uh, Adam, best line of the week so far. Well, it's an improvement on bigots at any rate. <laughs> yes, that was a good one. I liked that he thought someone had a Harry Styles cardigan on. It's probably some old deer with just like a sort of slightly jazzy cardigan. It's like a Daniel O'Donnell home knitted thing, isn't it? And he thinks that's Harry Styles. Yeah. And then he was very, after the paranoia, he went euphoric at Xander's performance could hear him over, singing over all of the other kids. Probably right annoying little f***er, isn't he? <laughs> Ian and Santa. You need like a jealous innkeeper, don't you, in a TV who just tells like, you know, Mary, Mary you can come in, but Joseph, you can piss off. Yeah. yeah. Yes. What was all of that about, Matthew? I don't know. I mean, do you think there's something bigger looming with Ian in all of this? It was absolutely obvious to me straight away and i'm looking at my notes the moment he said they're looking at us i just wrote pizza van i just thought they were looking at him because he was sort of heavily sweating and kept turning around all the time well perhaps they're looking at him because he went backstage and yelled at all the kids for making really bad biscuits and fired them all <laughs> it's funny isn't it like christmas does make what would normally be fairly run-of-the-mill parochial stuff that slightly more bit charged doesn't it like Justin's breakup, for example, having Christmas looming on the horizon. Make me care about the Justin and Lillian story. Go. Right. You can certainly care in a positive way that Justin is being crushed. That's good, isn't it? Yeah, that's good. And also Lillian's going away. Yeah, that's also great to a cottage. So yeah, I've completely changed my mind. Yeah. I care a lot about this storyline. <laughs> Let's hope it doesn't take a terrible turn and all get resolved. Somebody predicted on our absolutely ludicrously long Patreon special that uh, mm. that this is all setting it up for a New Year's Eve romantic under the fireworks get back together moment between two characters who... Eh? Yeah, exactly. I really, really hope that doesn't happen. She's finally woken up and smelled the powdered coffee, hasn't she? <laughs> that was the bit I liked, was she went round the village kind of like mm. getting general opinion and everyone was like, he's a right twat. I loved that Justin wanted Tony to put a good word in for him and be this envoy 
of reconciliation. And what happened actually was that Tony ended up massively dissing Justin and saying, yeah. you know, I've never found him charming. In fact, I've always thought of him as being totally smarmy and he only behaves when he wants something. And I never knew what you ever saw in him. Yeah, but Lillian was sort of going, oh, smarmy, you say, as if she, it's never occurred to her. No, and then she had to go and ask Alice and Alice went, not smarmy, just, you know, a bit slimy or something. Yeah, just absolutely it? revolting. Yeah, just yeah, almost like makes me want to cack in my pants, foul, mm. disgusting. But he can be quite charming when he wants something. I was like, can he? No. But in, in, in pure, typical Justin behaviour, he then rocks up with a list of gifts he's purchased, like li some sort of lily. He'd purchase lily <laughs> for her. Yeah. Casablanca lilies, they were. That's it. And what else? Oh, an, a, earrings, a table at Dimitri's. What, that new Greek place that's opened up in Borchester? <laughs> Because we've never heard it before. She had to sort of repeat back what it was. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, there was something else. Oh, champagne. I need to know I can trust you. And you went, didn't you say like, you can, but can't you take these earrings as well? <laughs> he de he certainly sounded very deflated, didn't he? He thought this is going to work a treat. And it, and it has done a hundred times in the past. She went, no, I'm off to a cottage far away for Christmas. Yeah, I actually quite admired that. Yeah, definitely. Long overdue. Yeah, in the grand scheme of things, she said that I would have never have betrayed you like that. And I thought, hang mm. on, I could totally see her in the ball sidling over to Martin Gibson over a gin tonic and go, hey, darling, have you heard? Uh, I heard Justin's planning. She would totally do it as I know. well. Yeah, they're both awful, honestly. She can be sort of okay-ish with some people. Like she supported Alice a fair bit her and linda have quite a nice relationship i'm struggling really i'm hoping they both disappear for a bit and they don't return until the new year now yeah because when she's away she's going to be contemplating whether they have any relationship left worth saving and it's all you know the balls in her court so please lillian don't miss him and don't come back and want him back that'd be so disappointing is there going to be some kind of risk of death scare and she re-evaluates her life and comes back to be with him or you know justin's out there lonely as a cloud on the on the golf course and has he just as he's full swing lightning comes down and hits him. i hope so <laughs> yeah well it was it was brian talking about missing jennifer that made justin think oh hang on a minute i've got an alive one Maybe I... <laughs> Brian, quite candidly, went, it's hardly the same, Justin. <laughs> you know, Jen is dead. Your partner isn't a Lillian's corpse. just over at the Dower House. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's just over there sulking. I mean, I have to say, Kerry, you did a fantastic Peggy dying noise last week on the podcast. <laughs> what noise would Justin make because he was struck by lightning? Oh, well, it would be, you know, like he's often in need of a lozenge. It would be quite sort of phlegmy, wouldn't it? I imagine it'd be more like, eh. <laughs> that's closer to your Peggy. Actually. Yeah. Well, your Peggy was so sure I couldn't even <laughs> clip it up. It was just like, and then, then, then she'll just, eh. <laughs> I, I thought it was quite touching that Pip and Alice were making wreaths for Peggy's funeral already. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> well, you know. Is Stella starting to get some red flags at just how utterly negative uh, Void Pip is? Because at that point where she's like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm just going to be doing the... Uh, preparing something on the computer, wasn't she? Went, oh, you arable farmers, you're already off. And then she helps out Ben. Pip won't, mm-hmm. can't be bothered to juggle taking a dog to the vet mm-hmm. and picking up Rosie. So Stella, happily, in her weaver... It was her annual picking up of Rosie, and so that has to be respected, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the whole family have to get together to pick her up, don't they? It's like, oh, come on, here we go. <laughs> that forklift doesn't drive itself, Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Stella jumping in to help because she's still beweaved. agriculture yeah yeah um and when she gets back she's having a lovely chat with ben and ben's opening up and so i i guess i guess you didn't know that i had a breakdown and stella was like yeah i did and it was you know they were bonding a bit and the next thing you hear is pip going oh it's all right for some standing around talking isn't it at that point i think stella should just turn around and go i never want to see you again you miserable selfish lazy twat she couldn't even pip couldn't even cope with inviting her for christmas dinner why well she coped in the end didn't she she had the nerves about asking her there was one point stella said pip just breathe which is what the everyone else has been thinking the opposite of <laughs> and it was like when when alice and pip were making the wreaths for peggy's funeral um <laughs> alice told her about harry and was like oh, i really want to keep you know keep it on the lowdown and Pip just shrieked alice's name you could hear it reverberating in the empty hall. She's very odd, isn't she? Where Lillian said, how's things with the lovely Harry? <laughs> like, uh, I don't think we've met him. <laughs> the lovely there's, Harry. There's, there's this, yeah, there's this other bloke. Knocking a twat Harry. Mm. Yes, Alice is all loved up. And nervous. Yeah, she tried to tell Chris, went over there, couldn't bear to. I don't know whether she needs to do either of those things just yet do you i mean it would be embarrassing i suppose if chris saw her out and wasn't aware i suppose that's quite courteous well they've already had harrison right up in their grill in the indian restaurant haven't they? true but i don't know whether alice needs necessarily to tell harry that she's an alcoholic at this point with them having been out only two or three times just take things easy for well she did mention i don't drink anymore Mm didn't she, to him. And right, maybe that's not enough because she might find herself in an environment where it's people offering her things. And mm. I think then it becomes a bit more of an issue. I mean, she was able to go to that Freddy's <clears throat> disco night at the the Young Farmer's disco. Mm. She went with Rory, didn't she, yeah. to the bull. And she managed to get through that, despite the fact that everyone else was getting wasted. And where did she have, she met um, Lillian for lunch, didn't she? Well, well, was that not in the bull? Oh, I couldn't be sure. I mean, she does go to the bull. It's fine. I just mean if she finds herself in a a room full of strangers and, you know, someone just goes, shots! Oh. (laughs) It's all going to be a bit awkward, isn't it? But apparently Harry doesn't drink anyway because he's athletic. Mm, Because he's addicted to opioids. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, last time we heard he was addicted to roast potatoes. Oh, Yeah. (laughs) going back like i mean who goes up and gets like multiple bowls of roast potatoes they're lovely but eventually well you're gonna have enough aren't you well speaking of strange eating habits what about joy saying that rochelle eats bowls of cranberry sauce (laughs) oh did you hear the verb tense used though 
She said, Rochelle always used to love cranberry sauce. Yeah. And she would have been happy with a bowl for her dinner. There's a lot of past tenses. Yeah. And things that used to be mm. that aren't anymore going on there with Rochelle. And then Paul innocently asked, are you not seeing her over Christmas? And she went, um... No, she's she's busy with work. Yeah, not this year. She's a bit busy with work. I wish she'd said what work and when did you last see her and, you know, did a bit more probing. Because, uh, yeah, Mick, Mick is going to be with his family this Christmas. Hooray! Hopefully we won't He's hear He's off to him. see his brother. Well, last year Mick was in the choir, wasn't he? Yes, that's right. That was awful, wasn't it? He turned out to have a wonderful voice. He was in Jolene's choir and was winding her up. But he was the star, wasn't he? Fallon tried to poach him. I'd quite like to poach him. You'd like to poach him in, like... Cranberry sauce. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because Joy was just... She was going to be at home with Ina and her TV guide and highlighter pen and was going to have a nice free-range chicken that would do her for the week. It was all very sort of pathetic, wasn't it? Sounding. How she said it, it was like... And I, th I was like willing Paul to invite himself to hers or hers to his. And he did. It sounds like everyone, pretty much everyone's going round to Paul and Lily's. Yeah, the stables, that's the place to be now, isn't it? Yeah, it'd be a right laugh. You can have Josh there because he doesn't want to be part of this insane give us a clue that they oh, do over at Brookfield. That David's very highly competitive about. Yeah, he starts like decking people, doesn't he? The charade. Strangling them with tinsel. It's a fucking film. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean you can have Jill Leonard, David Ruth, Ben, Pip, Stella. Oh god. And Rosie running round. Um I presume why are you sniggering when I mentioned Rosie, Karen? Well, Rosie running around, it just made me think of Leonard sort of following her, fixing everything she's broken. <laughs> Yeah, but whereas the stable sounds great, you've got mm. Paul, Lily, Josh, Freddie, Elizabeth's coming, all right, Denise and Denise's husband, yeah. that's going to be a bit bizarre. That. I think there's going to be a moment where Alistair pops over mm. for a bit of mustard. Really? That's not a euphemism. He <laughs> <laughs> needs some for the sauce or something, and uh, yeah. I reckon we're not going. The dad won't hear that party, come. Are we? The dad won't come. Ah, the dad. Okay, all Denise right. will come. She'll be all sort of, uh, slightly sort of apologetic for others, kind of by saying, "Oh, I don't even know what his name is. What's he called?" Paul. No, it's not the Paul, dad. is it? What's his? He's got a Paul. He's a Paul or is a it, Dave. Isn't is it he? Dennis like and Denise? <laughs> <laughs> Dennis isn't coming because. Um, oh, he's not feeling too well. And he, he won't have wanted, because they're obviously on the rocks a bit, aren't they? So he won't have wanted to go and have Christmas with loads of people he hasn't got a clue about other than Denise and Paul. So he'll duck out. The spectre of Uncle Rufus will appear again, <laughs> and that will mean that Denise comes on her own. Yeah. Uh, as she's been doing for about 12 years yeah, now anyway. Manually, yes. Yeah, I, I think I hope she it's doesn't do that at the maybe. Christmas dinner table. <laughs> I hope not. Um, mm. No matter how much you like the parsnips, <laughs> um, because no, because Paul said his dad's going to bring his air fryer. Oh well. But the thing is, we're not going to hear that party, are we? Because there's just too many people for, for them to cram that in, and we're not going to hear because to cranberry. Well, and yeah, oh, very good. Yeah, true, 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 true. Or maybe they'll splash out at the BBC because it's Christmas. 
we'll actually get to hear more than five people. But that feeds into your theory about there being no seat. Well, I mean, him not coming mm. because then that will make sense because then they can have the scene. Mm. We managed to have Rory's 21st or whatever it was and Rory wasn't there. Yeah. So anything's possible. I really want to hear people sitting around a Christmas dinner table having funny sort of like cracker jokes and, you know, joy wittering away. It'd be nice. And it was so lovely of Paul to ask her. Yeah, it was really nice. I mean, they're going to juggle it, aren't they? Because last year it was Brookfield with David cooking for the first time. Oh, yes. Because Jill was back, but there was still this kind of fog Mm. over the fact that she had gone, she'd ponced off and gone to stay at the Bull for a while with Jolene and Kenton because of the Chelsea pregnancy. And when she came back, David had already said he'll cook and they just Mm. left things as they were. So David was just running around panicking. Is this okay? Is that burnt? Is that all right? And Jill was just going, oh, I'm having a lovely time here (laughs) watching my son. He's totally in the shit. Look at him in there. And she probably said "Mm, that was passable as a (laughs) as an effort. If Jill is back on christmas dinner duty Mm. josh won't be at the stables because he told the he told the paul he told paul that mum and dad's roast was all right when he came over there about a month ago but he said grands they are next level Mm, so if jill's back on kitchen duty do you think he's gonna you know no he's gonna want sunday roast there yeah you're right i just hope we hear one or the other or both and not neither. Yeah, going in between them would be good. Like everyone having a great time at the stables, <laughs> laughing, joking. And then it cutting to, like you said, David going, it's Jaws. Yes. It's <laughs> fucking Jaws, you morons. <laughs> Enjoy yourselves. Yeah, Ruth, oh, no, David. And Pip there. <laughs> Sorry, Stella, it always happens like this here. All you hear is like Stella legging you're giving it. Me like Chris, you're giving me Christmas Day anxiety <laughs> doing that. Talking of rage, Paul took Lily to a rage room. Yeah, never heard of those as a thing, have you? I have heard of them, yeah. Mm. Yeah, where you just go and smash things up. The one I saw was outdoors, where you just get to like twat loads of things. They seem to be indoors, hence the room. I quite liked that little bit where just like Lily started uncontrollably <laughs> screaming. About socks. Yeah, and then it faded out. I quite like that. And her Hermione Granger mug being used. What was the soundtrack? Jacob doesn't allow Paul to play at work? Six, the musical. Now, Mimi, my daughter, knows every word to that show. And I think she might even actually be going to see it again for about the third time, fourth time, possibly, next week. Okay. It is really clever, actually. I don't. I'm not a wild fan of of musicals, but it's about Henry VIII and his six wives, and the lyrics are very clever. And they were written by some right youngster who's made a mint out of it. Okay, I'll have to look that up. I would have to claim complete ignorance on that topic. Did she get into it before or after you were watching the Tudors? Oh, before, way before, yes. Okay, so when you watched the Tudors, did Mimi just? Keep on expecting them to burst into song. <laughs> she does sometimes sing along to help out with which queen we're watching and what their tales are as to how they got there and stuff. But that, that all led to this very strange discussion about Freddie getting the house and Lily getting like 50 quid. Yes, that's right. Paul was outraged that, you know, 
like royalty, the, the oldest boy always inherits. Uh, and, and that was also another an interesting uh, conversation about the invisible string, which Lily didn't feel she really had with Nigel, interestingly, but she does feel she does have that with Freddie. I'm trying to, I mean, how old were they when he died? I mean, they are, what, 21, 22 now? Yeah. The twins? Yeah. Nigel died, God, got to be over 12 years ago now, hasn't it? Have a quick look. But someone on Twitter made a joke about the invisible string being what Nigel used to sort of paraglide off the, <laughs> off the, off the uh, roof using. That's yeah, snapped. 2011. <laughs> He well knew going into two thousand ten, going into two thousand eleven. So yeah, twelve. Did I say twelve years? Bang yeah, on, wasn't well I? Well done. Yeah. Lily is quite cold though, isn't she? Because she yeah. said, um, "I remember bits of him <laughs> all over the <laughs> yeah shoulder blade on the cornice and his his pelvis on the croquet hoop on the gravel driveway." <laughs> Invisible string. Yeah, I had a look at the book. It does look like a really rather interesting book that's used a lot it's hugely popular to be used for kids who uh have separation anxiety so not just if you're grieving but yeah sounds like quite a nice and popular book that was it was released in 2019 so that would tie in with when he died would it hang on when was it released? 2019. We just oh no, we just said he died in 2011. Oh, sorry, that was the audible release date. Sorry, okay. talking absolute bollocks. Oh, 2018. So that is that all wrong then? So did Elizabeth only buy, buy it for them about five years ago? <laughs> when Freddie was in the slammer, maybe, and Lily was shagging Russ. Possibly, but yeah, Taylor Swift has a lovely song called "Invisible String" as well. I'm aware of the song. It's lovely. Do you have invisible strings with those you love? Yeah, I think I do, yeah. Yeah, it's nice, isn't it? As a concept. I'm trying to find the, the first edition. It'd be funny if they've got the chronology of this all completely wrong, wouldn't it? <laughs> I doubt they have, though. I don't know. Are you saying they never get anything wrong? No, I'm not saying <laughs> that, actually. There's a very visible string quite often in the archers, isn't there? Of errors. So is that, yeah, so are the seeds being planted now for a bit of a, you know, a re mm. reopening of the will? And is Freddie going to do this thing where he's like, do you know what, sis? 50-50. I hope so. He did get quite on his high Cranford crystal about mm. the slave painting, didn't mm. he? He's a good lad, is Freddie. Yeah. Essentially. Freddie was at Deck the Hall. He, he was giving Lily a bit of stress for showing up with her big Jackie Onassis glasses on. She was clearly minging from the night before. Yeah. They were all looking for that new strudel stall. And I thought Freddie was going to be, oh, it's that one over there with Tom manning it. You can tell by everyone projectile vomiting sprouts by the side of it. <laughs> Sprout strudel. I liked how he went, oh, yeah, it's over there by the ice rink. There's like some sort of huge display going on for Deck the Hall. It gets bigger and bigger every year. And he, yeah. he hadn't gone out on his birthday because abattoirs and hangovers don't mix. I was thinking, what does mix no. with an abattoir? <laughs> Not really. <much. laughs> yeah, he was a bit peeved about this Christmas Day thing, wasn't he? He didn't, he didn't want at all to be left at home just with Elizabeth. It would be too sad and not, not proper. Yeah, there was that bit where Lily said, well, there'll be Vince there. And he goes, first, Vince, big wow. <laughs> Secondly, he's going to be with his mother and his daughters. 
and I was like, hang on, what? So the mother was Iris. Beth was one daughter. Mm. What was the other daughter? Casey, Casey, Minsky, Vince Casey. No, that would be Casey Casey. <laughs> the surname's Casey Kerry. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was quite stereotypical, wasn't it? Liam and Steph. Steph Casey, yeah. They originally had the barn booked for the for the wedding at Brookfield and she turned out to be a big old swinger. That's it, yes. And then she propositioned Freddie and Lily. <laughs> what a family. Let's get them all over for Christmas yeah. dinner again. <laughs> stuff the turkey, then stuff each other. Oh, dear. But anyway, what, what, where were we going with that? Oh, the idea that... Freddie didn't want to be on his own, did he, with his, with his mum? No. For Christmas. Leonard popped up, though, fixer of oh, all things. That was so clumsy, wasn't it? Where Stella sort of went, uh, I think Joy said, oh, I've got to go to the vets in a minute. And Stella went, oh, that reminds me. Looked at her watch, which had stopped. And Joy was like, oh, it might be the batteries. Like, oh, no, it's a clockwork one. <laughs> then, pring, Leonard appears as if by magic. Oh, I, lo I love nothing better than a radio drama and a, and a tinker. And magically fixes a bloody watch. Imagine if he'd been there at Rob's flat when Rob Cart took like, Don't worry, Helen, we'll soon get him going again. <laughs> nice administering CPR, like puts a couple of spark plugs on his nipples. Next thing you know, Rob's, Rob's back up better than ever. I did like that he's going to see uh, Seven Brides for Seven Brothers at the Savoy with Jim. That's with that. Jim? Wasn't it? He's going with Jill, isn't he? I thought he said with Jim. Really? It must be Jill. I wrote down Jim. Oh, I heard Jim. I wanted it to be Jim. Perhaps I manifested it to be Jim in my notes. I pretty much think it was Jill. Oh, I, th I thought, oh, that's nice. Leonard and Jim going off to the cinema to watch an old film. Oh, shit. I tried to blank Jill out of my head. <laughs> You're creating an Archer's multiverse for yourself mm. in wh where things happen which make you happy. Yeah. And you're... You're singularly ignoring what's coming through the radio, which is going to make doing this podcast very challenging, Kerry. <laughs> I've been doing that for years. <laughs> Haven't you noticed? <laughs> mm. They've made Leonard head of cheese. Head of cheese. Is that like head of food? Yeah, it's a minor, it's a smaller version. Mm. So he's in charge of cheese. And he's like, what? And then he was saying to Stella, but what do I do? Do I get classic, a Stilton, cheddar, cranberries? And then she said the fateful in line why don't you go to the bridge farm fresh shop and get the cheese there she said you can't go wrong if you're buying from the family i was like yes you can stella mm. you could buy from the family yeah that's going wrong right there i do like it hadn't occurred to him though <laughs> why didn't i think of that it's because you're a decent human being leonard <laughs> and your subconscious wouldn't allow it but there what a cracking cheese board that's going to be huh? would you like some borsetshire mm. blue or some sterling gold or some sterling gold <laughs> or some borsetshire blue Got anything else? No. <laughs> Helen will appear, will appear behind him. And just as they're getting tantalisingly close to taking a slice, the ghost of Rob yeah. will appear. Swipe it across the room. Yes. I've just realised that was on the Patreon, it so that'll was. make no sense. No, no, but yeah, we can mention, though, that someone, uh, a Patreon person, suggested that Rob might come back and haunt Grey Gables. And we very much like the idea of that because we imagined anyone ordering cheese from like Borchester would have it swiped away from their table by the ghost of Rob trying to mess everything up for Helen. I imagine him coming like very delicately with the flick symbol and just as it's on the edge of someone's cheese knife just <laughs> flicking it across the room. 
Oh, Sarah Mattox on Twitter. She put, oh, cheese windows are so last year. And she put an image of a dairy near to her where she lives. And they've got a 24-hour cheese vending machine. Okay. So. What kind of cheese does it give out? Is it oh, this is in East Sussex, actually. It's near to me, Waldron. Uh, she's just, the picture is just of the sign directing you to the 24-hour cheese vending machine. Oh, uh, okay. So, you know, th this is the future we're looking at. So there's no need for Helen anymore? Exactly. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah. So Clary and Susan just sort of fill the vending machine. Yeah, I like the sound of that. Mm. All right, Kerry, should we take a little break and yes. then come back and discuss Friday? Yes, please. Once upon a time, in the mythical realm of Angerland, there was a tranquil, yet tragically sad place called Amberidge. The kind of place where simple folk would gather in the pub and eat the pickled eggs. But all that changed one day, when a vet discovered the gift of laughter. I have discovered the gift of laughter. And brought the lols back to his village. Gagriculture, the movie. David, Archer. I tell you what, my mother's a right David, you're supposed to say mother-in-law. I know what I said. Brian Aldridge. Take my wife. Oh shit, not literally. Helen Cheeseface. Bit of Borsetshire blue for the dads? And Rob Titcher-Innerer. Hey boy, was your dad a turkey baster? You know? Because, like, it's Helen. Get it? Badger! Gagriculture. In very selected cinemas now, you'll laugh until you cry. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. 
That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. All right, Kerry, bit of love for the Friday episode? Yes, indeed, Matthew. I'm still on the fence about Harry. In fact, I'm not really on the fence. I'm not keen still, but he said some nicer things. Are you on the fence because you absolutely love the smell of creosote? I do, yeah. <laughs> well remembered. The listeners will remember as well because you announced it to the listening millions. I did. <laughs> By the way, before we go any further, on the Patreon special, you corrected me. And I do need to say that my aunt didn't leave a travel hairdryer behind. It was mm. my hairdryer and we gave it to her apparently. <laughs> so yes, well um, how did you know that, by the way? Because she and I have correspondence. Well, we follow each other on Instagram. and she... I feel a bit like David. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get off my arm. Are you, are, you are you going to her for Christmas? Yeah. She said I can use a hairdryer anytime I like. Kerry, sorry, I cut you off mid-Friday flow there. What were you going to say? I don't know. What what, what, <laughs> what, what what were we talking about? I said the... Fr- oh, it wasn't Harry. About, oh, Harry. Harry. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm on the fence. I'm sitting on this fence listening to Harry. He turned me right icky when he said, can I hug you? And then he did say quite an interesting story that was poignant about his friend who was an alcoholic who died. But it's going to take more than that, Matthew. He couldn't do what you did, Alice. What, what's that? Try to give a hand job to a copper in a lay-by. <laughs> oh, dear. I know. I get why she has to speak to him about the fact that she's an alcoholic if they're going to progress in a relationship. At some point, that needs to happen. But it did feel very full on so early. Well, she had that chat with Lillian, didn't she? And she's like, you know what? Just get it out there. I think I'd be the same because sooner or later, particularly going into the festive period, you're going to be in situations, aren't you, when people are going to offer drinks and so I mean you know she daughter of Brian I'm sure she's already been in that situation um she was drinking yeah. elderflower press wasn't she a couple of months back while they were all mm. neck in the Rioja I think it it's better to get it out there and I I'm I'm with you a bit like when it jumped from the bull to Harry I was like oh no mm. <laughs> that's yes. a bummer and then later on in the episode I thought oh, it's okay there was a little bit of me thinking Harry was like uh do you mind if I make this all about me Alice mm-hmm. and my mm-hmm. friend but you know it has a function doesn't it the only thing I was waiting for was like when there was a long pause at the end mm-hmm. and I thought he was going to say I put a Baileys in that coffee oh, <laughs> yeah you know that hot chocolate <laughs> riddled with vodka dear I don't know don't know and they kissed at the end didn't they well, there was certainly a kissy noise mm-hmm. I just, or maybe or, that was the flake from yeah. the <laughs> It's just imagine if it was like Alice, like looking forward, looking like straight forward to the lake, and like it was just Harry licking the side of her face. <laughs> yeah, really dribbling, <laughs> dribbling. Oh, I still have major reservations about him. I think he's a wrong un, but at this point, mm. they very cleverly poised it so he isn't. Well, no, he is. They haven't. Okay, all right. <laughs> but tonight, in tonight's episode, I mean, no, still not convinced. I don't like him, Matthew. I no, I like know. I'm, I'm with you. Up until tonight's episode, I was a bit dodgy on him as well. I just thought he came mm. across quite well tonight. But one episode does not a good character make. No, it does not. I did like the David situation, though, where more and more people came and told him that they were having Christmas without him. Yeah, bloody what? Matt Crawford's coming? <laughs> <laughs> Rob! 
Is that even possible? Joe Grundy. Hey. Oh, <laughs> Fry. Didn't my son kill him? Yeah. Shula. What? <laughs> well, Shula's in town. Be careful what you wish for. Oh, yeah. Um... A, they play charades. It'd be give us a shoe. <laughs> I liked Freddy a lot as well. He's enjoying working for Vince, isn't he? Good boss. I liked how their idea of a really great boss is that he lets his staff have a few days off over Christmas with pay. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit of chairman, wasn't it? All of that. Well, yeah, but David was quite startled by that. I don't know if he was startled at the fact that Vince was doing it or that anyone should get paid for time off. Interesting they've maintained a professional relationship despite all, all the solar shithousery mm. because he still uses... Casey meets to chop up his cows. Yeah, the Brookfield beef. Yeah, which, which is exactly pretty much what they had, wasn't yes. it? <laughs> There's always Brookfield beef going on. Yeah. I like the way David actually hates his own Christmas as well, because Freddie went, Wait, and you'll be fine at Brookfield, won't you, Uncle David, with uh, Brookfield beef and shards? And everyone went, oh, yeah, for f- sake. I know. It's grim, isn't it? And then David, a bit later, invited Joy to Boxing Day at Brookfield with Buffet and Ben. <laughs> I thought she was going to say, no, it's fine. I'll speak to Ben at the stables on Christmas Day when him and Sykesy show up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would have loved it if Joy had said, no, you're all right, Ben. I'd rather be at home. <laughs> With she's, she's there and she's like, yeah, no, sorry. Ina's planning to have a heart attack on Boxing Day, David, so uh, we, I don't much think we can make more, it. Much more preferable, thank you. I'll be too busy highlighting the walls. Miss Roodles. <laughs> I am never happier mm-hmm. on a Friday episode than in the bell. In the bell? Than in the bull. <laughs> Why? Where's the bell? <laughs> the bell was my old Tell local. us about this nice pub. This is a wonderful pub on Hillgrove Street uh, in Bristol. Definitely go and check it out. No, but I am never happier than in the bull on a Friday. And when I heard David's voice, I almost like punched the air. I was really happy to hear him. Speaking of which, actually, I've just remembered that it's his and Ruth's 35-year anniversary. I loved how Freddie went, and you're in the pub. He was properly laughing. (laughs) And he was he's picking up a takeaway curry. Fine, that's quite a nice thing to have on a Friday night, but not for your thirty fifth anniversary. He's trying to curry favour. <laughs> but like, we're trying to get a curry favour off Ruth. Oh dear, having a curry. That's pretty much a weekly event, isn't it? Takeaways are a big deal at Brookfield, aren't they? Do you remember when Leonard went round town as an Uber Eats driver and picked up a takeaway from every single spot in town? Mm, I envisaged him in one of those jetpacks doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was quite, it sounded quite, I said, you know, it's a Friday night. They're knackered, as he said. I like the way <laughs> Freddie went. Freddie's so natural, isn't he? He's mm. absolutely brilliant, yes. the actor, you know, in that yep. respect. When he just went, I've just done 12 hours in an abattoir, mate. <laughs> Shut up. Stick a sock in it, you moany old cow fucker. <laughs> when Freddie said um, that he was knackered and said uh, he's off home to sit in front of a screen until he falls asleep, Joy went, I won't be far behind you. I thought, God, have they got something going on? Imagine her, like, he <laughs> sat there, like, doom scrolling his phone and Joy just looms up behind him on the sofa. Curling up next to him. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, Mm. what does David really expect from Josh? That he's going to invite all of the... I mean, they don't want Pip, Stella, Leonard, Jill, 
coming over the stables. Mm. Is this what's going to happen? I reckon they're going to end up at the last minute just doing everything in the Brookfield barn and they all go there. Well, the BBC won't pay for all the actors to be there, so that won't yeah, be a problem. True. But do, does Josh even properly know what's going on? I like the way uh, David went, no, Josh didn't mention it, Joy, and neither did Freddie, this guy who stood right here next to me <laughs> at the bar. He was like, I just didn't, uh, just didn't want you to feel a bit of a prick, David. Why would Freddie say, oh, hello, I'm going to your son's for Christmas? Well, because he was already whinging about it, and then he got annoyed that the dog's invited. <laughs> <laughs> it was great like, honestly I, yeah, you know what good. we do get bashed for bashing the archers but you know mm. i think we can just be honestly critical and love it when it's good fun because otherwise yeah. you, you kind of box yourself into a corner and then you have to do all kind of mental gymnastics trying to figure out actually how to critique something badger but, uh, yes that sounds familiar yeah yeah it was david was class today um you know his son's hosting the social event of the year and he's not invited to it he was proper grumpy. Bit of love for uh, last this time last year when Joy helped Ben out as well. With his episode. Yes. No, mm. I, uh, overall, like, really nice end to the week. I liked it. And it sets it up next week for David being in it. I hope David's in it next week, just walking around the town in a massive huff. And more and more people keep getting invited to the stables. Yeah. Do you think he'll go home to Ruth with these curries and just go on and on and on about the Christmas he's not invited to for their anniversary? Yes, yeah. obviously. <laughs> It'll totally nice ruin their thirty five 35th wedding anniversary. What is it, your 35th wedding anniversary anyway? Curry. It, yeah, curry. <laughs> Dopiasa. Yeah. Cardamom. 35th wedding. Poppadon. Anniversary. <laughs> Is coral okay? Get down the betting shop. Corals, yeah. Odds on them being together next year. <laughs> yeah, the stables. A modern gift or present for a coral anniversary is apparently jade. Is jade okay. coral? No, hmm. jade is like a a mind green thing, isn't thing, it? Isn't it? No, seems a bit daft. All right, Kerry. Yeah. Let collect our thoughts and then have a chat about those lovely social media folk. Good idea. I do have to say hello to somebody. Can you remind me to? Okay. Ho, 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 everyone. It's Father Christmas here. Just to say, me and my elf, Roy, are feeling very lonely over at the Underwoods Grotto. No one comes here anymore. Barely a sodding mention this Christmas, you absolute fickle ungrateful bastards what with jenny darling not coming in for cravats and sherry peggy investing all her money in cat food shares and leonard fixing every broken gadget in borsetshire roy and i are royally f***ed. so please if you feel like buying a three temperature kettle a new handrail for some possibly unsafe steps or pepper spray to use on your new boyfriend, Harry. Then come see us. Not least because Roy's already shagged half of my helpers via a dating app. And I'm worried he'll start on the reindeers next. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Okay, Kerry, you just asked me to remind you to say hello to somebody. <laughs> hello. Yes, you, Matthew. Hello, Matthew. Now, hey, I need to... Hi. Um, I want to say hello to Terry and Julie. Now, can you think of a song where Terry and Julie is mentioned as a pair? Waterloo Station. Waterloo, sun Waterloo Sunset. <laughs> is that like the bell and the bull? Yeah, Waterloo Station is mentioned. Very early it is. on, isn't it? Yeah, what a brilliant song. Anyway, Terry and Julie, hello. They are the parents of Matilda, who I work with. And she met, happened to mention to me that they listened to The Archers months ago. And she told them about our podcast, Matthew. And they listened and loved it at the beginning. I thought, oh, they won't keep listening. But when I was on my work night out this week, Matilda said, oh, I've just got to tell you, my mum, that they love listening to your podcast. They listen to every episode still. So I thought I said I'd say hello, Terry and Julie. Merry Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas, Terry and Julie. Wasn't there an assumption that when Ray Davis wrote that, it was about two quite famous 60s actors called Terry and Julie? And in fact, it was just about his uncle and aunt. Oh, really? Was it yeah. like Terence Stamp and Julie Christie that people thought it was or something? Yeah, I'm sure that's what they thought it was. Oh, I love that. That it song, I, it just holds a special place in my heart. I remember many years ago being on Rottnest Island in Australia and a friend of mine had come to visit and he was getting quite patriotic about music. Um, we were mm. in a group of people who were playing quite terrible 80s and, well, 60s, 70s and 80s rock from Australia. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> My mate just went over and t put on Waterloo Sunset as it just started kicking in. He turned around and punched the air and went, Do this, Australia! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's got that brilliant opening, isn't, hasn't it? That dung, da da dung, da da dung, ding, da ding, da yeah. That lovely, mm, unmistakable. I'm yeah. glad you love it too. Ray Day. Oh, I absolutely love the Kinks. Fantastic oh, band. Yeah. So I'm sorry to interrupt the flow of the broadcast. No, not at all. Just wanted not to at do all. that.
Yeah, well, you know, just to plug our socials, anyone who wants to get in touch with us on Instagram, we're at the Cider Shed Pod. Kerry, that's the same on Twitter, ain't it? It is at the Cider Shed Pod. We're also on Blue Sky. Um, I can't remember. If you just put in the Cider Shed Pod, it's the same on Blue there Sky. And if anyone needs codes to go to Blue Sky, still more listeners have been in touch with me, giving me codes. And I do keep putting that onto Twitter, but um, yeah, just letting you know as well. So just drop me a DM on Twitter or an email to us here at the Cider Shed and I can drop you some codes. Yep, we've got a Facebook group called the Cider Shed Podcast. It kicks right off on there these days, so come and join in. Uh, we have a question if you want to join the group, but it's very easy. I'll tell you what right now what it is, <laughs> because it's who is Eddie Grundy's dodgy mate? Now... I let someone in by the skin of their teeth the other day because they said two phones, Tony. <laughs> well, it's like you and the bell and the bull. Yeah, and the bell, the Waterloo bull. Station. And Wa- well, Waterloo Station is mentioned in the lyrics, you know. Come and join us there at the Cider, um, the Cider Shed podcast. That's the Facebook group. And you can support us on Patreon by going to www.patreon.com forward slash the Cider Shed. And we had a couple of comments from our Patreons this week. We did a midweek special in which we asked people to give us their hopes, their dreams, their fears for 2020, 2020, 2024, and what will happen. Something happened to my brain then, Kerry, and I just kept going. Um, <laughs> There's a glitch in the matrix. It was, wasn't it? There you go. It's, uh, I best get down the bell in Waterloo Station. Um, okay. So if we had some comments on that, just to say. And Angela, do you want to say a surname, Kerry, in case I saw start world war three angela radice yeah isn't it there you go angela radice. she said slasher because she slashes mum by the way angela radice oh nice okay yep yep she said slasher and i enjoyed this episode but we can't get back to sleep now due to sniggering about roy does he still wear the same purple crimpling slacks he bought off a market store when he was a teenager our mental image of roy is stuck at the scene in the tent at the festival with elizabeth when he seduced mm-hmm. wearing the above mentioned pulling pants how about a duel between Roy and Vince on New Year's Eve? I, I would totally be up for that. <laughs> Pulling pants. She goes on to say, I wish I could get back to sleep. I'm going to have to listen to that episode again. Thanks both. Nice. Thank you. She came back and said, I also have an earworm caused by your excellent subliminal use of the theme tune to Tales of the Unexpected. <laughs> yeah, it just kind of slips in, doesn't it? Under any mention of a certain town in Middle England. And Gillian Corrigan said, I'm designing my medal. I think this is because I said I'd, she needs a medal if Pat gets mm. a postcard from... Kathy. Help me out. Kathy, that's it. The bunny. She's, she's just the bunny to Don't me. Say that. Yeah. And Liam Rayner is just simply a one-word comment. Want to guess what it is, Kerry? Badger? Badger! 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 It is. <laughs> It is. In relation to last week's episode, Shula Acre, which mm. probably should have been Shula's Acre, which would have flowed better, but there you go. Somebody did say, like, you've excelled yourself with that title. And I was like, yeah, it's, yeah. Jan said that. I was like, yeah, that's one for the teenagers. <laughs> Vivian said, well, catching up on episodes of the Archers and the Cider Shed Patreon, suggesting for Mystery Bidder for the Land, Hazel Woolley. Yeah, a lot of people have thought that, haven't they? Mm. I know she said she'd done with Ambridge, but this might be her revenge. Well, she's got previous with the Grundys, hasn't she? Oh, yeah. And Eddie made a right tit out of her when she came to pick her turkey a couple of years ago and made her like <gasps> wade through mud. Do you remember that? Oh, yes. Nicely vindictive. 
I've just I did a poll um, this evening on Twitter whether people would rather go to Brookfield or the stables or neither tar. That was the third option. The stables has got 21%. Brookfield has 18% of the votes <laughs> and neither tar has 61%. Oh, okay. That is incredible, isn't it, that people have opted for Brookfield. Tory majority. Yeah, it could be. Had a lot of votes on it as well. Oh, dear. Surprising. Uh, to be honest, I think I'd quite fancy a bit of Brookfield as well, just for the, the stability of the meal. Oh, yeah. I think Leonard Leonard's good company, isn't he? I mean, Leonard's the only one. And Leonard and David, you'd go for them, wouldn't you? Mm. Do you think when people pull their crackers at Christmas over the dinner, Leonard whizzes round and fixes them? <laughs> I tell you, I bet he knows the answer to every riddle in the crackers. <laughs> All right. Well, without further ado, we mm-hmm. have two new Patreons. Uh, one is someone calling himself Tracy, Tracy, Tracy. Tracy, 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 Tracy. Thanks for becoming a Cider Shed Patreon, Tracy. That reminds me of that, you you know that perfume advert, Daisy, Daisy, Daisy? I tweeted the other day that I think it ought to be gravy, gravy, gravy. Would that actually be more agreeable to you, Kerry? Yes. Would you find yourself just suddenly like wandering like a zombie to the supermarket and purchasing a load of Bisto? Yeah, dabbing it behind my ear holes. <laughs> <laughs> now, Twitter legend Brian Holding has entered the Cider Shed Patreon. Yes. And he says, title of the email, okay, okay, I give in. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! At last. Good on you, Brian. Hi, Kerry and Matthew. Okay, you have beaten me down. I've signed up as a subscriber. You must be good, though, as I'm notoriously tight. The words duck's <laughs> arse have been used in the past. <laughs> Once a week is no longer enough, and I need the occasional extra fix. As long as the fantasy football isn't compulsory, as that go- all goes way over my head. Yeah, well, that's just <laughs> a group that some of us are in. If you want to partake, mm. you can. If you don't, you don't. That's cool. Seriously, though, I really enjoy the podcast and keep up the good work. Oh, cheers, Brian. That's um, Yay. That's a coup. That is a coup. I've met Brian in a pub in Brighton and he's lovely. You've said so. But yeah, Kerry has actually told me that in private before. How lovely Brian mm. is. And he's just proved his loveliness by becoming a Patreon. Yeah. And he gets this. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. Oh, my. It's... The Brian Holding, sauntering right into the Cider Shed Patreon. Take a seat, you legend. We are honoured to have you. So welcome, Brian. Yeah, anyone who wants to support us, just go to our Patreon. You can sign up at any level. You'll get all the midweekers. You'll get the Patreon early and ad-free and all of the other nonsense posts. I still have to post up the photos of your crap Santa thing that i promise so i will do that anyone who if you know you know so that'll be going up and my snowy riga you can do as well yeah snowy riga yeah it's quite christmasy massive pieces of meat and massive doors (laughs) without further ado kerry fantasy football let's get into it down at the bottom oh my ballad of bowen still at the bottom of the table just above them not nimroid pleasure beach as i called them last week nimrod pleasure beach Grundy Pants with Rob Williams just above them. And in the bottom four, one-star review, Peter Fickling. Ross of the Rovers, stabilising at number 34. Mm. Better than they were last week at 36. 
Oh, you're between my daughter and my brother. Yeah, there was that wonderful moment last week where Kerry went, I've triple captain Harland, and then Harland didn't play. Yes, you really enjoyed that, didn't you? So you effectively... WhatsApped me going, oh, look at this with screenshots. <laughs> didn't you triple captain him? You didn't reply, did you? I did. I did a laughing face. I did an emoji. I think I put a post of it on Facebook as well. Um, I didn't. I was going to make a I triple captain Harlan jingle with like those words echoing and like terrible music playing, but that's could be honest. Yeah. yeah. So uh, so Kerry ended up with her goalkeeper as captain last week. So you know them's the breaks. And, yeah, uh, but I'm still seventh, Matthew, and you're thirty fourth. You're so. seventh, yeah. Uh, seventh, Kerry. Sixth, Dynamo Darrington, Matthew Penny. Fifth, things can only get better. Chris Charlson, he slid, slid a bit, hasn't he, Chris? Mm. In fourth, Max FC, Max Warbis Mansfield. Below pars, Audrey Cameron in third. Offside, Anna D. And in first place, by a good 20 points or more, FC James, James Scott. The mighty, the magnificent James Scott. You do a good fake crowd noise, Kerry. How does it go? Are you okay? You're right there. <laughs> now, where's me inhaler? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kerry, should we do one? Yeah, let's. Should we have a weekend? I'm buying my Christmas tree tomorrow. Excellent. I, well, I'll tell you what, yes. you, you send me a photo of that process and I'll post the photo of me carrying one down the dual carriageway like Alan Partridge. Yeah. And uh, we'll put, post them up on Patreon so for people to see. All right, listen, thanks everyone. And uh, we'll see you next week with a slightly special episode yeah christmasy one yeah all right see everyone bye bye badger